Welcome to the Speaking of Women's Health podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Holly Thacker, and I am welcoming you back to the Sunflower House for the glorious month of May. Mayday, Mayday. That's a term that's been used internationally as a distress signal. And it derives from the French Venezmeyerder, meaning come help me. On May 1st, May Day also signifies an ancient spring festival in the Northern Hemisphere. You know the saying, April flowers bring, or April showers bring May flowers. And May is a very special month for women. It is the month that Mother's Day is celebrated, as well as Osteoporosis Month. And on today's podcast, we are going to talk about calcium, a building block for bone, and one of my favorite foods, cheese, and how cheese can be good for your bones and your waistline. May is also a month to celebrate nurses. My mother was a nurse, and so May is a very special month to focus on women's health information and helping women make informed decisions about their own health and their family's health. And May is a great month to emphasize the importance of bone health and preventing osteoporosis in women. Now, I recently finished a CME podcast for physicians, nurse practitioners, physician assistants, and registered pharmacists on osteoporosis in women, uh, where in free medical credit can be obtained for healthcare clinicians. But even if you're not interested in free CME or in the medical field, I'm sure you'll enjoy the discussion that I had with the fabulous Dr. Christy Tuff DeSapri, who's one of our graduates from the Specialized Women's Health Fellowship and is a nationally known osteoporosis expert. So from the time that we're born until about age 30, women build more bone than they lose. But after 35, the bone breakdown slightly outpaces the bone buildup. But in the five to seven years following menopause, and even sometimes a little before menopause and perimenopause, a woman can lose a significant amount of bone. So really any time is a good time to prevent and treat low bone density. Uh, and the younger you start, the better it is. It's very important to stay strong in your later years to maintain independence. A combination of good health and exercise and adequate calcium in the diet is important. And vitamin D3, along with K2, which drives calcium into the bone and not other tissues, as well as other potential regimens like hormone therapy or bone therapy, can help prevent, manage, and treat osteoporosis. So we will talk a lot about calcium when I move on to talk about cheese, but I'd be remiss if I don't talk about Mother's Day, which is full of fragrant flowers and spring in the air. In fact, I'm going to be in Alabama at my niece's high school graduation, and the moment we cross into Sweet Home Alabama, you can smell those fragrant magnolia flowers. So As you have more spring in your step as the weather is getting warmer, take some time and assess your health, your mother's health or your daughter's health, your sister's health, and your own bone health. 
And make sure you check out our healthy recipes on Speaking of Women's Health. And make sure to sit back and enjoy Mother's Day weekend. And please also honor and support any of the special women, aunts, friends um, in your family. And I really also like to enjoy National Nurses Week, which is also in May, because nurses exhibit caring and compassion and kindness and warmth and selfless dedication and also around-the-clock work ethic, coupled with a really strong spine and fearless protection. And where I practice is a physician-led organization, but from the very, very beginning treated nurses very respectfully and completely collegiality. And so our physicians and nurses and nurse practitioners and physician assistants and other supportive caregiving staff all work shoulder to shoulder in putting patients first, just as moms around the world put their children and their families first. And so many of our nurses, both male and female, rise to top leadership post. Just as moms around the globe can rise to the challenges of being the CEOs of their households. So I certainly hope that we'll all give cheers to the hardworking, loving moms, nurses, women, and all the people who enrich our family and help keep us strong, healthy, and in charge. And we have some fabulous nurses in our Center for Speaking of Women's Health. I know you've heard from Nurse Lily, who recently retired, and uh, she may be making a comeback on the podcast to update us about all of her fun in retirement, which is an important time to plan and to um, have an important schedule. Because even if you're not doing paid employment, it's very, very important to stay mentally and physically active in that last uh, glorious golden years. And some of our nurses we're going to have on future podcasts and uh, Alexandria Della Santos will be on soon to talk about how to save money on medicines and some of the processes of um, getting prior authorizations done and medicines covered. We're also going to have an expert in the field of insurance and how to pick a good supplemental Medicare plan. And uh, I learned so much about this. And even though I've been in the healthcare field for decades, it really shocked me um, to learn a lot of these tips. So make sure you continue to tune into our podcast. Subscribe anywhere you get your a podcast and and give us a five-star rating. That's very, very um, important. So also on our website, we do have a free uh, Speaking of Women's Health uh, treatment guidebooks on several, several different topics, including osteoporosis, uh, which we're going to have a lot of extra focus on whether it's information about prevention, whether it's cutting edge treatment, whether it's exercise, um, 
or just wonderful, healthy nutritional stories um, and recipes uh, that you can ingest for yourself and your, your family. And one of the misunderstood foods is cheese. So uh, a lot of patients think, oh, it's a dense food. It's um, high in calories and you should limit how much you ingest. And certainly not all cheeses are designed equally, just like with any food. And too much of anything isn't a good thing. But you don't have to be a Wisconsin cheesehead to love cheese. So I'm right now here in Northeast Ohio, and I can tell you as a long-term women's health expert and an osteoporosis expert, we love cheese for calcium and for the bones. And it also can be part of a heart-healthy diet. So research has found that healthy food is a key factor in reducing the risk of cardiovascular disease and reducing weight gain. And we really want to watch our waistlines and avoid weight gain, which is so common in midlife. And it is the number one concern in all surveys of midlife women. So let's talk about different types of cheeses and the various ways that they're classified. So hard cheeses include Parmesan, Manchuego, and Pecorino. And the semi-hard cheeses include cheddar, Gouda, Havarte, and Grier. The so-called stinky cheeses include the blue mold, like the blue cheese, including Gorgonzola, Stilton, Roquefort, and Danish blue. The white mold cheeses include Camembert and Brie. The fresh cheeses include cream cheese, feta, oh that's my favorite feta, mozzarella, and burrata. Goat's milk cheese is made from goat's milk instead of cow's milk, obviously, and that can include goat brie and chevrie. Now, a very uh, important word to expectant moms. In fact, one of my daughter-in-laws is expecting a baby any day, any day now. And she's also a nurse practitioner, so lots of things to celebrate her in May. And certainly, it's very important for women to know that pregnant women need to avoid those soft cheeses that are made with unpasteurized milk because there's a higher risk of Listeria bacterial infections. And Listeria infections can lead to miscarriage or stillbirth. So during pregnancy, it's really best to just avoid these following types of cheese and realize that in the future, you'll be able to ingest them. So those soft cheeses are brie, feta, camembert blue cheese, gorgonzola, roquefort, and those fun Mexican-style cheeses, including queso blanco, queso cogita, and queso fresco. Unless they're marketed as being pasteurized. So how to choose the healthiest type of cheese? The three main factors in choosing the healthiest cheeses. Look for cheeses in general that have a low fat content. You really need to try to avoid those processed cheeses. 
and watch the sodium content. So what are some of the best fat-free or reduced fat cheeses? Well, cottage cheese is right up there because it packs a hefty dose of calcium along with B, vitamins, and magnesium, all of which are important nutrients for bone and heart health. That said, as a grown adult, choose the fat-free or the reduced fat versions of cottage cheese uh, if you're watching calories and fat grams. And also be sure to read the label to see how much sodium is in each serving. The amount of salt in cottage cheese can really vary widely between brands, so get in the habit of reading labels. And you want to check for the cottage cheese that has the short ingredient list, and don't forget to check the expiration date. And you can certainly pair cottage cheese with sliced fruits or other superfoods. And if you missed my podcast on superfoods, that's a real important one. And you can occasionally use it as a dip for chips. And cottage cheese does have some good uh, gut bacteria. The second cheese that is uh, best for being reduced fat or fat-free is ricotta cheese. And you don't need to be an Italian to love both ricotta and mozzarella. So mild ricotta cheese not only tastes great, but it contains almost one-third of your daily protein requirements in just a little half-cup serving. Now, traditional ricotta is usually loaded with saturated fats, so definitely choose the lower-sodium, lower-fat versions when you want to enjoy this mild, soft cheese. And if you substitute the reduced-fat, lower-sodium ricotta for the full-fat versions in recipes, you can completely indulge without feeling guilty that you've blown up a healthy eating plan. You can use it in vegetable lasagna, to lemon ricotta blueberry pancakes. These dishes are sure to be favorites among all ages. And we have some of those yummy, yummy recipes on our website. So, um, after... The ricotta cheese clocks in mozzarella, and that's another one that has great bifidus bacteria. And it's heart healthy and bone building, and it's a favorite amongst children. And uh, regularly, it's fresh part skim milk mozzarella. That's a great mild cheese, perfect for snacking, because it tends to be lower in sodium and saturated fats than other cheese choices. And like I said, as a bonus, the fresh mozzarella contains the beneficial active cultures like lactobacillus, which promotes gut health and vaginal health. And increasing amounts of research are suggesting that a really good gut health helps your microbiome, which affects so many different conditions and diseases. Now, I think mozzarella pairs excellently with herbs like basil and fresh heirloom tomatoes with just a little drizzle of balsamic vinaigrette. That has to be one of my favorite spring and summer salads. Number four, reduced fat cheddar cheese. That's another favorite amongst children, including my granddaughter Artemis. Although many unripened cheeses can make the best choice for heart health, you can still eat those harder ripened cheeses like cheddar or Monterey Jack and I like spicy pepper jack. (laughs) And Artemis is always saying, 
Mimi likes the spicy cheese, but not me. So just be sure to choose the reduced fat versions over the full fat relatives as an adult. Now, certainly growing children, especially under the age of two, need uh, to not have their fat restricted with respect to dairy. Ripened cheeses that contain more fat than unripened varieties. So read the labels. And remember that a serving size for any ripened cheese is just one ounce. So cut those cubes small and square. Number five, reduced sodium feta or goat cheese. So these fresh unripened cheeses like feta and goat also contain less fat than their ripened counterparts, which do make them a nice alternative to sprinkle on your veggie salads. But you can also consider other nutritional factors besides the fat content in cheese. Unripened cheeses contain far more sodium, salt, than recommended in general for heart health. So again, watch the sodium content and the fat content, but otherwise, these are generally excellent heart-healthy cheese choices. So now what are the cheeses that you should avoid or just serve on very rare occasions? Well, American cheese slices, they're barely a cheese. American cheese slices are generally just made from cheese byproducts with a lot of added colors and fats, and they're highly processed with a lot of sodium. So if you're going to go that way, try to choose the natural reduced fat cheddar instead of just the American singles, because your heart and your waistline will thank you. And try to start early, introducing your child or grandchild to flavorful cheeses as opposed to just the plain, typical child American cheese slices. And there's a lot of kid-friendly cheeses, as I've mentioned, mozzarella, mild cheddar. Also, Swiss and Havarti and provolone are also mild favorites. Number two, things to avoid, pasteurized processed cheese spreads. So the orange loaf that comes in a box and boasts the best superb melting ability, which it does, and sometimes I do cook with it myself, it really should not be prime on your list, not regularly. And it's because it's packed with so much salt and fat and ooey gooey calories. If you want a very melty cheese, and who doesn't love fondue, try to opt for a part skim mozzarella or a reduced-fat Gouda or Fontina instead. And Gouda cheese and Swiss, as well as blue cheese, is very rich in that vitamin K2, which is important for bone health. And on our speakingofwomenshealth.com website is a list of foods rich in K2, and there's not very many. If you eat a lot of Japanese natto, you're getting plenty of K2. And chicken has to be the dark chicken meat, as well as pork and bacon. And those foods can be good for you, but have to be eaten in moderation because of the fat and the sodium like cheese. Number three, brie. Mm, Brie and other super soft cheeses like camembert contain really far too much fat to make them a healthy choice for just routine eating. Save them for special holiday treats. And don't forget that pregnancy warning. If you're having a party and you've got maybe pregnant women coming. And interestingly, pregnant women of Hispanic descent 
are 24 times more likely to get listeria infections from an unpasteurized soft cheese than other adults. And these super soft cheeses like brie are made with lots of cream and that's what makes them soft and luscious. So if you're going to enjoy brie on a special occasion, I would recommend you add some top, top it with some fruit and maybe even some nuts um, with some crackers, maybe flax crackers. And I can tell you it's practically nearly irresistible. So why is cheese and calcium so important? Well, it's cheese is so rich in calcium. And calcium is very necessary for bone health and proper electrical conduction for your heart and your muscles. Calcium is a mood stabilizer. And women need more calcium in their diet, particularly during pregnancy and breastfeeding especially. And also if they're low in estrogen, which happens in the postpartum period. And it also happens in postmenopausal women, not on menopausal hormone therapy. The only way to ascertain your calcium balance is not by a blood calcium level, but a 24-hour urine calcium collection ordered by your physician or your APP. It's best to get calcium from your diet. And so cheese is a flavorful, delicious way. <clears throat> now, if you're one of those women who don't like any dairy, or maybe you're lactose intolerant, there are certainly lactose-free uh, dairy products, and there's also over-the-counter lactase enzymes like dairy yeast that can help you digest lactose. But if you're one of those people that really avoids all dairy and all cheese, and you're not even enjoying this part of the podcast, you're probably someone who needs to take a calcium supplement. Now, estrogen, which helps you absorb the calcium in your gut, is also good for women's uh, peri- and postmenopausal hearts, particularly if you start it when you don't have any existing hardening of the arteries and you start it within 10 years of menopause. So, when choosing cheese to help your calcium intake, be mindful of the sodium and the fat content and the serving size because a few cubes of hard cheese goes a long way. And certainly be sure to enjoy the wide variety of healthy choices. So if you've enjoyed this podcast and you would like to donate to our nonprofit Speaking of Women's Health, perhaps maybe in honor of your mother in this month of mothers, or maybe in honor perhaps of a wonderful nurse that really uh, touched your life. You can go on speakingofwomenshealth.com and just hit the donate button. And please be sure to join us back in the Sunflower House. I'm your host, Dr. Holly Thacker. Please subscribe to our Speaking of Women's Health podcast and give us a five-star rating, which helps us move up in the ratings. Until next time.